Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Welcome, Welcome. to Warriors Wrap-Up. And Bob Curry takes another three. It's up and good! He's got 62! On 95-7, the game. Pass to Wiseman off the pick and he finds it for a dunk. Jam! Oh, by Oubre! He caught it right at the restricted area and slammed it home with a left hand. Here's John Dickinson and Ryan Covey. Rozier to the logo. Down to four seconds, three seconds off the screen. Rozier stumbled with the ball, fades into a jumper. It's good at the buzzer. They're going to count it. The Warrior bench thought that Rozier turned the ball over on a carry, but he hits the game winner and a heartbreak for Golden State. The Hornets mobbing Rozier as he hit the corner three. And Terry Rozier would score the final 10 Charlotte Hornets points of the ball game uh, as the Hornets come back and beat the Warriors tonight, 102-100. Just a heartbreaking loss for Golden State, as Tim Roy laid out for you there. We welcome you into Warriors wrap-up here on 95.7 The Game. John Dickinson and Ryan Covey, a lot to get to uh, and unpack from this one. My goodness, you thought last night's uh, game was difficult to digest for the Warriors. There are a whole lot of things going on tonight, starting with right before tip when the Warriors found out that Stephen Curry wasn't going to be available to play in this one. Not COVID or health and safety protocol related uh, at this point, but uh, just not feeling well. Got checked out by the Charlotte doctor and, and un- unable to go in this one. Warriors come out, and after a rough start where they were out of sorts, they play an incredible game for being shorthanded and without their MVP candidate, only to blow another fourth-quarter lead. This one 10 uh, inside of five minutes to go in the ball game. 21-9, the closing run for the Hornets in this one, and you've got calls to talk about. We've got uh, the Draymond technical to talk about. No calls. Should there have there been timeout calls, challenges? I mean, there is a ton to unpack here over the course of the next hour, and we're going to do it. How, how you feeling, buddy? I mean, I, I'm fine. I, I wouldn't blame any Warriors fan for being irate right now. Uh, I would be irate at the way this game was officiated. I'd be irate at the way this game was coached by Steve Kerr. And I'd be uh, irate at the fact that the Warriors blew a lead and put themselves in a position to give that game back uh, to the Charlotte Hornets. And I'd be irate at Draymond Green. Like, even – and that's where, where I really kind of want to jump off. I mean, even if – you don't agree with the way that the uh, the jump ball was handled and the issuance of the timeout there. Worst case scenario, you're still up two. You got to play a little defense, get a stop, win the game, keep it moving. Worst case scenario, maybe you go to overtime. You got teed up twice. Come on, that's unacceptable. That's 
That's not leadership, J.D. I'm sorry. It's not. And, and to Draymond's credit, I, I see uh, Slater and Letourneau have just tweeted out. Pascal uh, said that Draymond Green came into the locker room postgame and said the loss was his fault. So he's taking ownership of it. So anybody that has exception with me saying that I think it's on Draymond, Draymond said it as much himself. You just can't have it, man. You have to hold it together in that situation. And he's shown time and time again he's incapable of doing it. Yeah, it, it just flat out cannot happen. At that point, it, it's a two-point game. And look, I, I thought initially uh, that uh, off the jump ball, I, I thought, and it, first of all, you, you can, let's go back to Wanamaker. I thought Wanamaker was fouled before he got tied up. I thought Wanamaker should have called a timeout once they didn't get the foul call. I thought Steve Kerr probably or somebody on the bench should have tried to call a timeout to, yep. to get Wanamaker out of the trouble that he was in. Then we go to the jump ball, and I'm thinking Draymond fouled Gordon Hayward on the on the the scrum uh, after the jump ball. Uh, initially, I'm thinking that's why he's so ticked off about it. Uh, it didn't look like Gordon Hayward had possession for long enough to call the timeout. Okay. So I think that was improperly officiated. But then the one thing that absolutely cannot happen is Draymond Green losing his mind and picking up two technical fouls and getting himself ejected in that moment because it it basically turns the situation into, okay, the worst-case scenario is, like you said, you got to play defense. Maybe they hit a three on you and you lose. Maybe you give up a Terry Rozier contested two and you go to overtime and, and you live to fight for another five minutes. But the one thing that absolutely cannot happen is exactly what happened, and that's him completely losing his mind Mind, losing his cool and picking up a, a couple of technical fouls. It, it's just it's just unacceptable. It's a line crossed uh, that that cannot be crossed. So uh, it, it is good to see that, that Draymond addressed it. I know we're going to hear from Steve Kerr. Uh, we'll hear from from Eric Paschal and and others. Uh, but it, it's just uh, it's just an unfortunate situation. Uh, in in what winds up being just a, a real gut punch loss for the Warriors on top of a gut punch loss uh, last night. Uh, so eight at eight nine five seven nine five seven zero. Tonight's a night where I feel like Warriors fans we open up the floor and, and can allow uh, the people that want to do so uh, via text and via the the phone lines. Let them vent. Uh, let him vent about Coach Kerr. Let him vent about the inability to defend seemingly when you have a game in hand. I mean, 21 points allowed in the final, uh, basically, uh, 5.06 uh, of this one. I mean, that's that's rough. Uh, and, and the Warriors just uh, unable to finish the deal on a night where when this thing tipped off, Kofay, uh, I was thinking, how the heck are they going to win a game tonight, period, without having uh, a potential MVP candidate in Stephen Curry? Yeah, and it's so funny, like, as the game went on, that ended up being the furthest thing from everybody's mind. I know uh, you quote tweeted, you know, me with about five minutes to go. I said, well, this, you know, once the Warriors got up 10, I'm like, well, this now just officially becomes a gotta-have-it game. Nobody would have expected you to be in a position to win that game, uh, but yet there you were up 10. So when you're scratching and clawing for everything that you, that this team is hoping to accomplish this year and those the, the, these margins are so thin, your margin for error is, is almost nil you have to find a way to win this basketball game. So it went from, man, I'll be surprised if they can hang tonight to, man, they better win this game. And unfortunately, they didn't. Uh, you know, the, the Wanamaker play was tough because you're up to, you get the offensive rebound. This team has been so 
so thirsty for any type of production on the offensive glass. They get what I was about to tweet out was, well, that's the biggest offensive rebound of the year. And then I look up, I'm like, wait, what? And then, you know, I had to rewind and I'm like, well, how's he getting tied up there? And, and I, I agree with you, J.D. I actually thought he got fouled. I thought Charlotte would foul him immediately. I mean, you know, what, are you going to let him run the clock there and, and let him run the game out? I mean, at that point, Charlotte has to foul. So either if you get in a situation where you might get tied up, just call timeout. I agree with you. The bench should have called timeout. That thing got away from him so fast. I was thinking of Ron Burgundy, like, boy, that escalated quickly. Uh, and then all of a sudden, you – I mean, J.D., didn't you just know Terry Rozier was going to hit that shot too? I mean, it's scary Terry fading away from the corner. Uh, you know, Ubre had him, passed him off to JTA, and you knew that thing was money, even though he might have traveled too. The the yeah, it looked like there might have been a, a, a palming violation or a carrying violation there. Uh, upon further review, the, the the part that's the most frustrating for me as far as this game, and, and I look at it, you know, in relation to the Warriors, is the fact that they outworked, undermanned, they outworked Charlotte. Really, for the whole night, uh, you know, in terms of getting, you know, defending, you know, getting on the boards, out hustling them. I mean, I think Charlotte looked like a team that hadn't played in six days, but the Warriors were right there to take advantage. They were willing to do all the dirty work that it was going to take to give themselves a chance to win this game on the second of a back-to-back without their superstar. And it was going to wind up being, uh, you know, one of the the real signature victories uh, of this season. And it all gets wiped away so quickly and it, and, and really so so violently with the, the loss of emotion. And, and to your point about Rozier, I actually had it in the back of my mind. I had flashbacks to uh, uh, Dion Waiters uh, against oh, yeah. uh, the Warriors. It, I felt – my thought was – Charlotte's going to get the tip, and it's just going to go to Rozier, and Rozier's just going to Rozier's just going to do his Dion Waiters, where he just he just dribbles it like ten times between his legs and pulls up from like twenty eight, yeah, and it was going to be win or lose right there, like just win or lose. It was going to be in Rozier's hands. So a lot to unpack in this one. Eight 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 nine five seven nine five seven zero. We do have people that want to talk on the phone lines. We will hear from Steve Kerr as well. We're going to keep it rolling uh, until nine o'clock. Hornets. Beat the Warriors tonight, 102-100. And Charlotte wound up hitting 23-pointers tonight. All night long, it did feel a little bit like, hey, Charlotte, the only thing Charlotte was doing well was they were making threes. And I know they are a top-10 team in terms of three-point shooting in the league. Uh, And it just felt like the Warriors... Uh, you know, it felt like the Warriors really deserved to win the game, given how hard they worked. But they gave it all back in the last 440, and then lost their cool, lost their composure uh, down the stretch. And I do think there are some things that are fair game to question uh, about Steve Kerr uh, in this one uh, as well, which we'll get to. Joe in San Francisco, though, is up first. Our, our tip-off caller here on Warriors Wrap Up. Joe, you're on 95.7 The Game. What's on your mind? Hello, gentlemen. Uh, first, uh, my uh, senior pugs, G- Dino and Cleo, giving a shout-out to Knuckles. Right uh, second, God bless uh, the Warriors and Draymond Green for creating interest on a Saturday night at Sports Talk Radio. But let me just say about Draymond, um, yeah, he clearly lost control. No doubt about that. But where would the, where would the Warriors be without Draymond? And if people are going to sit there, as I've heard people chirping about his, he's only scoring four points a game, six points a game, seven points a game. Are we going to crush Buster, Pro, Buster Posey for hitting nine home, nine home <laughs> runs and driving in 58 RBIs this year? Yeah, I think, yeah, I think I Giants fans do that, Joe. 
Yeah. Actually, I, I think will. Giants fans have done that, <laughs> and Crawford and Belt, for that matter. But it's, it's like we love Buster, but he doesn't do anything offensively, but he is so integral to the park, integral to the Giants. And the you, same thing with, the same go thing ahead, with Joe. Draymond, he doesn't score mega points. He's never been a, a point scorer, but he is so integral to the way the Warriors play. No doubt, and I appreciate the call, Joe. Here's the thing. You can love Draymond Green as a Warriors fan for everything that he brings to the table and everything he's brought to the table in helping the Warriors win three championships and get to five finals and and be a defensive player of the year and all that. You can love him for all of that and still say what he did tonight was completely over the top and over the line and and unacceptable and cannot happen. Both things can be true. Of course. I mean, that's it. Like, that's that's life in Draymond Green's world. And for a Warriors fan, that's life having Draymond Green on your basketball team. You take the bitter with the sweet. I mean, this isn't the first time it's something like this has happened. Draymond Green has lost his cool on a number of occasions, and it's cost this team dearly. Draymond Green has lost sight of the ultimate objective, the team goal. And I always hear about what a great teammate he is. And, and look, I, I get it. Like, we're all flawed. Okay, Draymond is clearly flawed. That's why he's such a fascinating uh, topic of conversation conversation no doubt but nights like tonight it's maddening like you I'm sorry you can not have that you can't do it you're about to win a game without Steph Curry okay like at the tip-off, nobody would have thought that was even possible. But yet, here they are. Guys like Oubre, scratching and clawing. Pascal played his ass off tonight. He robs those guys of terrific efforts that help the team. And sure, Draymond does plenty of things throughout the game that will help you win on both ends of the floor. Nobody's arguing that. I think we've all resolved the fact that Draymond Green's not a scorer. That's fine. Warriors still have plenty of scoring at this point. More than I thought they'd have, actually. You can't you can't sabotage your team like that because you want to feel better about yourself in the moment because you can't keep your cool. That's not leadership. No, it's not leadership and and there it just doesn't need to be qualified. Like it it was it was not it just it just can't happen in that right. situation. It like it like I don't care what you think of Draymond Green, what we saw happen tonight can't happen. Like point blank period end of story. You cannot gift wrap your opponent two free points in a two-point game where the bad call in your mind that you're arguing is going to give them the final possession on top of that. You you take a situation where, uh, you know, I, I would love to see what your win probability was from the moment, hey, they're going to have a jump ball up two in the final seconds to double, you know, two technical fouls, uh, what, what what that flips it to, you know, just just in that moment. Uh, a lot of people at 888-957-9570. Chris in West Oakland is up next here on Warriors Wrap-Up. Hey, Chris, what do you got for us tonight? Hey, guys, first off, you're 100% right about Draymond. It's okay, hey, to appreciate everything he does, but be pissed off when he does stupid stuff like he did tonight. And, you know, and again, the true value of Draymond is when this team is firing on all cylinders, when you have clay, when you are ready for a championship, that's when Draymond is really at his most valuable. But that being said, I'm going to three quick points, guys, and I'm out of here. Number one, Brad Wanamaker. You cannot, cannot allow yourself to get tied up in that situation, however in defense of him. As a referee, you know they're going to foul in that situation. By not calling the foul in the jump ball, when, when Charlotte was trying to foul, was, was bad call number one. Bad call number two, the technical foul. I'm no, no, I cannot condoning anything Draymond said, but guys, I'm old school. Unless you put your hands on a referee, 
There is no words that you can say that should warrant a technical foul in a two-point game with under 10 seconds. Find him, send it to the league, do something. You do not make a technical call in that situation, not condoning how stupid Draymond was, but I just don't believe that. And third, I've seen Kerr do this a few times. How do you allow Rozier to get off three shots in the last 25 seconds when you know he's not going to pass the freaking ball? Double and triple team him. Make somebody else beat you. You sure don't start out with Ubre and then pass him off to JTA. That was, like I said, the guy made a tough shot, but there's no way they should not have run two or three defenders and made somebody else on that team beat him. Anyway, thanks for letting me rant, guys. I am pissed off tonight. I'm going to have a shot of Crown Royal and calm down. Talk to you later. Great call. Chris, appreciate it. Excellent phone call. And, and look, I, I think I agree with the, the, the takeaway as far as the, the Wanamaker play. Yes, it's you cannot get tied up in that situation. You have to know you have a couple of timeouts there. I think he, he where he fell asleep was he thought he got fouled. I agree uh, with, with the call in, in terms of the officials know that you're, they're trying to foul in that situation. So typically what you'll see is even e- any kind of contact. Sometimes the, the player won't even make contact and the ref will blow the whistle because they know that the, that the team is trying to foul in that situation. When that call wasn't made, then Wanamaker made himself vulnerable. Then there was the jump ball. In between the, the foul that should have been called and the jump ball, somebody should have called a timeout because the Warriors, by my notes, ended up leaving two of them on the table yep. tonight. Like, they, they ended up with two timeouts in their back pocket tonight that they wound up not using. Uh, and, you know, the other issue that I had tonight, and, and I know Steve Kerr addressed this, and we got a bunch of sound from Steve Kerr. I want to let the people, though, on the phone lines get the first opportunity before we hear from Coach. Uh, the Ubre dunk attempt that was blocked yep. and went out of bounds – uh, Steve Kerr was asked about that, and he said, well, you can't challenge a non-call. Uh, well, I think you can challenge the ball going out of bounds. And that That is the call, is it went out of bounds off of Ubre? So I don't – I think Steve Kerr was a little bit unclear maybe in the question or what exactly happened on that play. It wasn't you're saying Ubre got fouled and you're challenging that. That part you can't challenge because there was no foul called, but you can challenge – whether the defender blocked the ball and it went out of bounds. The out-of-bounds play is the call. So you can challenge that. Uh, and, and that was something that I think, again, in a moment where, you know, you're try- I know it's frantic and everything and, and there's a lot going on, but that's a moment where I feel like the bench has to have a little bit of poise and say, hey, with a couple of timeouts in the, in the pocket, maybe this is something that needs to, you know, get looked at uh, and, and have the potential to be overturned. I don't think there's any doubt. Kerr was asleep at the wheel, man. And and Steve Kerr is a hell of a coach. Steve Kerr's got titles. Steve Kerr's not above making mistakes and having a rough night at the office. I think he'd probably tell you he didn't handle the end of that game situation very well. The Warriors, as a squad from the top on down, lost their composure tonight. Drew in Oakland is next. Hey, Drew, you're on Warriors wrap-up on 95-7 the game. 888-957-9570 as the Hornets beat the Dubs tonight, 102-100. Hey, guys, I'm on fire tonight. Just to piggyback off that last guy's call, here's the thing. You know, Steve Kerr has gotten many passes on the last two minutes in a game where he just lets them play, and I'm tired of that because if this didn't happen with Draymond, we would have been talking about Kerr's coaching in the last few minutes. Now, granted, uh, Draymond can't go off like that, and even after the first one, he should have been like, okay, they're, they're, they're not playing. I need to walk away from this. 
but he kept barking, and that's why we're talking about this. But there's a lot going on to unpack. And now with Wanamaker, why didn't anyone call timeout? Where's Mike Brown in, in Kerr's ear saying, hey, we need to call timeout if we get the ball back because we need to get a play drawn up? And then, and then how are you going to let Rozier march right back down when, he, when Oubre hits the buzzer shot to hit another three and then make it two points again? I mean, where's the defense there? What Kerr drawing up right there? So I'm coming down Draymond's alley for not walking away. I'm coming down Kerr's alley. I'm coming down Mike Brown's alley for not watching this and say, hey, he's the assistant coach. He needs to be on top of this. And, and so, you, you know, at the end of the day, we lost the game because it's a community effort. Yeah. It was all of those guys. And then, J.D., I want to get your take because I got a feeling that if – now, Boogie's getting released tomorrow. We should be signing him <laughs> because we need another big man. I'm out. You guys have a good night. J.D., what do you think about that? You appreciate that call. Uh, I, I don't think that's going to happen. And, and, and the reason I don't think it's going to happen is not any fault of, of DeMarcus Cousins or anything necessarily about how the time that he spent with the Warriors played out. I, I just feel like James Wiseman's going to be coming back and Kevon Looney's going to be coming back and the Warriors are going to be in a position where they may not have enough big man minutes to go around with those two in the fold. And they've already acknowledged the fact that they need to find ways to play smaller. So, and, and then on top of that, you're going to have to cut somebody to bring him into the fold. So who are you going to cut? And I know for some that would be all right. You cut Alan Smilagich, you know, right now. Or you, but are you going to cut Michael Mulder? Like it's a, like to me, you're just you're not going to do all of that to bring into Marcus Cousins when you at that point would have Wiseman who needs to play. You'd have Looney who would play. You'd have Cousins who would play. You would have maybe Draymond you want to play at center. And then I still haven't even mentioned Eric Paschal. So I, I just I, I I love Boogie. I, I, you know, going back to even my Sacramento days, I've always been a bigger fan of Boogie than than probably just about anybody in the media. <laughs> but uh, I just don't think that's a fit. Yeah, I, I don't think so. I mean, I, I like Draymond. Um, if, if God forbid, like somebody like Kevon Looney was out for the year, something like that, absolutely. Sure. Then you bring in DeMarcus Cousins. But the Cavalry's coming. I mean, you know, a couple of weeks ago even it might have even made more sense, but certainly not now. I mean, Weissman and Looney are getting ready to come back. And, look, I, I know that it's frustrating. You know, the, this team is kicking some games down the road right now, but one of the – primary objectives for 2020-2021 other than trying to win as many basketball games as you can is developing James Wiseman. Yeah, a- absolutely. Jules and Hercules. Jules, you're up next here on, on 95.7 The Game. Hey, what up, James? Hey, Jules. I don't know if you remember, I called a few weeks back about the coaching, and this is kind of like what I meant. Um, I know, like, my point was kind of, like, misunderstood about kind of, like, lineups and stuff like that, but I meant more of, like, the management and discipline Steve Kerr always preaches discipline, 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 but he doesn't discipline Draymond Green. He's not disciplined in certain crunch time situations. So it's just, like, interesting to kind of, like, see how he always preaches that. And, you know, at the end of the day, he doesn't follow through. And even I I read a tweet that said, oh, yeah, like, I'm really proud of our guards. They played really hard, and, you know, they played their butts off. Did they really? Some of them did, like Wiggins and Oubre, but there are times where Draymond looked like the old Wiggins where he just fell asleep at certain defensive position, like possessions and missed the layup. So it's just hey, Jules, of- I got a question for you. What, what, what do you want Steve Kerr to do to hold Draymond Green accountable? 
Well, I think what he could actually do is kind of like at certain times, I think he does need to get benched just like what happened to Wiseman. And I know some people won't like that because he's making all that money, but there's certain times where, like, he needs to do that or certain times where, you know, like he'll talk to them, you know, like on the bench, tell them to calm down because all the people that are holding him back today were the players, not him. And that always happens. And you know what? Like, I don't have, like, a really good answer for that besides those two things, but he needs to do something. I mean, it's obvious that he needs to do something where he kind of like balances it out and he disciplines him. And I understand he's a coach on the floor, but there's certain times where it's just like, man, come on, man, you have to manage that. He's yelling at Wiseman when he's the one making the bad pass at that one play. I don't know if you remember that, the, yeah. the pass where Wiseman got injured. Draymond's the one that made the bad pass. So I'm not saying like he needs to yell at Draymond or anything, but just, you know, manage it. You know, you're the one that learned from Phil Jackson. And Greg Popovich, come on. You're the one that keeps talking about discipline. So that's all I'm saying. And Thanks. thank you, guys. I always appreciate you guys. You guys are my favorite. Um, I'm going to listen to you guys off there. Thank you. Appreciate it, Jules. And I appreciate your answer on that. because And, and the reason I asked Covey, I mean, it's, it's an obvious point, but the only thing you can do is, is bench him or suspend him. I mean, if you're talking about, you know, and, and those two things to me – I mean, that's extreme. So what are you going to do? You're going to tell Draymond he's going to take a seat on, on Tuesday night in the Garden uh, be, because of tonight, and you're going to have it maybe cost you two games? Like, I like to me, that – I mean, I, I get – you know, some people think that might be the move. I think the cat's been out of the bag for a while with Draymond, and I think really this goes back to 2016, and it goes back to Oklahoma City on the night where Curry hit the shot on Saturday night on ABC in front of the nation – and, you know, the halftime of that game in the locker room. And, you know, Draymond's going off. And, you know, by all reports, I mean, there were things in, it said there that that for 99.9% of, of humans wouldn't be able to be overcome. And, and I think the Warriors did everything they could to overcome it because they had greatness and championships and historic – uh, you know, dynastic uh, accomplishments ahead, and and they all figured out a way to 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 move forward and, and understand the passion and intent and everything that went along with it. But the cat was out of the bag then, and I think it reached a point of no return then, to where you know sitting a guy down. You know, sometimes you got to maybe do it for show, which I think the Warriors did. Uh, when the incident happened with Kevin Durant, going back to November of 2018, you know he he did get suspended that next game. I think that was, you know, sometimes you got to do it because it's the right look, and and I and I understand that, respect that, but but ultimately, did that change anything? No. Would you know would would Draymond getting suspended for Tuesday change anything? No. So I, I'm not a big fan of that personally, but I do understand people that think that could be the right way to go. Look, man, when you re-up Draymond Green and you give him $100 million, you're basically saying you're willing to live with the highs and the lows. I mean, it's just it's just part of the deal. It's part of the package. It's like anybody, when, when you, you draft a player, sign a player in free agency, trade for a player, you do your due diligence. Everybody's got pros. Everybody's got cons. They are saying, by giving Draymond Green that contract extension, they don't think that they can do better, and I understand that you know bird rights and salary cap structure, you couldn't just go out and spend that money on another player anyway. I understand that. But they're basically saying, we will live with Draymond Green doing things that hurt this basketball team sometimes because most of the things he does in the long run helps this basketball team. It's the classic take the bitter with the sweet. Tonight, though, a particularly bitter taste in everyone's mouth. 
888-957-9570. It's John Dickinson and Ryan Covey. It's Warriors wrap-up on 95.7 The Game. Hornets beat the Warriors on a Terry Rozier uh, buzzer beater, a 20-foot pull-up, 102-100. Uh, this coming after Draymond Green picked up two technical fouls and was ejected, uh, arguing a call following a jump ball uh, where Gordon Hayward was awarded a timeout. Looked like he didn't have possession. Looked like it was a questionable call. Uh, so it was going to be Charlotte ball with the Hornets down by two in that situation. But the uh, uh, technical fouls give Rozier the opportunity to tie the game, which he did. And then Charlotte gets a shot uh, to win it with 9.3 seconds to go. And Rozier would uh, walk it down to right in front of the Warriors bench uh, and knock it down in front of them. He had uh, the last 10 points for the Charlotte Hornets in this one, and the Warriors were outscored 21-9 over the course of the last four minutes and 44 seconds as they lose uh, for the second consecutive game. Andy in the city is up next here on Warriors Wrap-Up. What's going on, Andy? Hey, what's going on, guys? Um, You know, really frustrating loss tonight. Uh, You know, I'm over here screaming at my television after Draymond, you know, did his antics. And what kind of makes me, you know – it, it it really leaves me just kind of frustrated and mad what he did because Draymond's been in this league for a long time and he's created that reputation where you're going to get targeted if, you know, you're mouthing off to the referees. And that's exactly what happened tonight. His reputation, which, you know, he yells at everybody, even his own teammates, it's gotten into great places and it now it's, you know, making us lose these games. And obviously Wanamaker has, you know, something to do with it as well with that low IQ, you know, just holding the ball at half court. Super weird. But the only, like, positive takeaway I can take from this game is Kelly Oubre had a pretty good game. Um, You know, I don't know exactly what his plus minus was. Definitely has to be in the plus, but he's getting, you know, hitting that three at a more consistent rate. And he was the best player out there tonight for the Golden State Warriors. And I remember the first time I called you guys, you were like, you know, at what point is it we have to wait for Ubre have patience? At what point is it don't tell me, show me? I guess he's showing us now, fellas. Um, yeah, thanks for letting me on, and I appreciate it. Uh, take it easy, guys. Yeah, you got it, Andy. Andy's line open, 888-957-9570. I mean, that that is the biggest positive tonight. It was another really good Kelly Ubre game. It was another one of those 8 for 15. It wasn't 7 for 15, but it was 8 for 15 tonight for Andrew Wiggins. He knocked down a couple of threes. Uh, he winds up. Uh, with 19 points uh, in the ball game, and the Warriors got bench production, which they had to have in this one. 14 from Damian Lee, 14 from Wanamaker, 16 from Eric Paschal. Warriors had to have all that because they were missing Stephen Curry and the 30 points that he provides them. I mean, all in all, this would have been maybe the feel-good win of the season, and the Warriors have already had five or six pretty big wins considering the circumstances, and they just could not finish the deal for the second consecutive night. And on top of that now, uh, there's questions about Draymond and questions about uh, the head coach of the Warriors, Steve Kerr, as well. Yeah, this is – it went from, hey, this is going to be one of the feel-good wins of the year to this is probably the low point of – I don't think – this is officially the low point of the season. It's funny how things change. I mean, 
You you have a, a team that struggles to get offensive rebounds all year. You finally get an offensive rebound at a critical time, and you got a chance to maybe kill off this basketball game. And instead, you look up a you know a, a couple of minutes later of real time, and Terry Rozier is hitting a walk off. I mean, it, it almost doesn't even seem real, but that's how it goes for this Golden State Warriors team. And I guess it's back to the drawing board. I mean, if you want to skew positive, I agree with the take on Ubre. Ubre played his ass off tonight. Several guys did, uh, and the Warriors are still sixteen and fifteen. You know they. Still are in the hunt. They still got a lot to play for. But losses like this, kind of like, you know, wins like against the Heat the other night can propel you and, and you know, in a lot of ways, uh, you know, make you uh, believe even more. I think losses tonight, they, they plant big seeds of doubt. And, and hopefully the Warriors can overcome it. I love the effort tonight, even though you found out Steph Curry wasn't going to be in the lineup. But ultimately, this, this goes down as a, a crushing loss. Let's get to Nick and Berkeley. Nick, you're up next here on Warriors Wrap-Up. Hey, Nick. Hey, hey, what's up, you guys? You know, like, like, like the other gentleman was saying, man, like they target Draymond, but you know what? Them referees got to have a thicker skin. They're supposed to be professional referees, man. They're not a high school refs, you know, with little grudges and teeing up little high school kids, man. They got to be more professional, and they got to bite their tongue sometimes too, and take a little, uh, you know, take a little yelling, especially when they missing calls. You know, they're not perfect, so why, you know, they they expect the players to to walk this. Far. And you know, and and be all super polite to them all the time. No, that's not how it works. So they got, they know that coming in. They got to have thick skin. They get paid to have thick skin. And now we had well, Draymond isn't the reason why we lost the game. The reason why we lost the game is free throws and we couldn't play defense for one stretch down the down the stretch. And we gave up too many easy buckets and they got outscored in the fourth quarter. I mean, if you get outscored in the fourth quarter, most of the time you're gonna lose the game. They should have they should have been getting more rebounds, and that's it. So that's why we got to go get a big man and sign another. You know, and get busy. But uh, other than that, the Warriors they bounce back from that crushing loss, and they play great tonight. It's a lot of positives. It's a, it's always a positive in every loss that you have, and if they keep building on it, they'll, they'll, they will make the playoffs. They just got to be smarter. He's doing a great job with what he has. You you can't blame him for the the players not executing. So they got to execute because they're professionals and they get paid to do it. He can't play for them. So yeah, that's what I will have to say, man. All right, good stuff, Nick. Appreciate the call. 888-957-9570. We're up against it, so we'll react to some of the things Nick had to say there. Uh, I don't disagree with with some of the points about the officials, but here's the deal. you got to respect the officials, and they'll hit you with a tech. Like, it ain't free. Those are the rules. Like, you can can get mad, (laughs) and they can give you a tech. And they can be wrong, and they can still give you a tech. Like, that, it, it ain't an even and fair society. Like, that's just the bottom line. So, Warriors wrap-up rolling on here. Uh, we'll hear from Steve Kerr, but as long as the people want to talk on the phone lines, uh, we will hear from you uh, as Warriors wrap-up continues on 95.7 The Game. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. 
Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Wiggins, top of the key. Shot clock at five. Got to go. Working on Washington on the switch. Wiggins dribbles in, throws out. Oubre Jr. Corner three. Good from the right corner. Oubre Jr. nailed it. And the Warriors lead by five with 49 seconds left. Now, back to Warriors wrap-up with John Dickinson and Ryan Covey on 95.7 The Game. Yeah, 100-95 Warriors at that point. Uh, unfortunately, Terry Rozier wasn't done. He would hit a three. Uh, Andrew Wiggins would would miss. Draymond Green would uh, get the rebound, and then it would end up going into the, the jump ball situation. Uh, so after that second Terry Rozier three, it was 100-98. Then the technical foul comes, which ties the game, and we saw – uh, how this thing ended and heard uh, here on 95.7. The game, Terry Rozier uh, with the 20-footer to put the Warriors away. 102-100, the final. 888-957-9570. Uh, We're going to hear from Steve Kerr, from Eric Paschal, and from Damian Lee. But first, I want to get to Steve. Uh, Steven Pacheco, he's up next here. Uh, you're on Warriors uh, wrap-up on 95.7 The Game. Hey, what's going on, Covey? JD, thanks for having me on, guys. Yes, sir. You got what's it. What's up, dog? Hey, it was, uh, you know, so... Tough game overall, but I will say I'm proud of the squad that what they put out there tonight. We only had 15 points in the first quarter, and then to be within a two-point game all the way at the end, we probably had a chance to win. You know, I'm still proud of the guys for what they put out. Obviously, you put Steph on the court, it's a completely different game, and that's our game right now is Steph. Yeah, it, it's a great effort, Steve. There's no doubt this is a game the Warriors probably win if they get a normal Steph game uh, because Charlotte was terrible. I mean, to me, that's the part that's the biggest gut punch. Yeah. Other than making a bunch of threes, I thought Charlotte was – they were – that was a pretty low-level effort until about the four-minute mark from them. I know they hadn't played in six days, but the Warriors were just – Kind of punking them in terms of effort, intensity, uh, you know, flying around, hustle. Like that was kind of a, to be perfectly honest, a gutless effort by Charlotte tonight, and and the Warriors really brought it and looked like they were going to earn themselves a win, uh, shorthanded because of it. Uh, but it, it winds up all going for naught. Yeah, they hit a bunch of threes, like you said, JD. They turned the rock over twenty four times. I think there was a little bit of rust there from you know having what six days off, and I, I think the Warriors. They use no Steph Curry as the rallying cry, and I think Steve's point's well taken. I mean, they get off to the slow start with the 15 in the first quarter, but by the second quarter, you know, the Warriors had, had really started to roll, man, and impose their will to the point where they build up a 10-point lead in the fourth quarter. Uh, but at that point, it becomes a you-just-got-to-have-it game. So, um, you know, kind of like Orlando last night, I guess you give them credit for finding a way to come back, but obviously very different circumstances tonight. Well, and what's crushing is you lose both of them. Like, if the Warriors do find a way to eke out tonight without Steph especially, oh, yeah. and, and if they're able to win that game and it's 17-14, and 14, like, if, like, if they win tonight, 
I'm coming on the air and I'm saying, you know what? Tonight makes up for for last night. Mm-hmm. Like you're at 17 and 14, that feels about right. Now at 16 and 15, to be perfectly honest, I feel like this team this team now has left one or two on the table. I, I feel like this team should be at least 17 and 14. Really, the first time all year where I feel like their record isn't as good as it probably should be. Like tonight was the tipping point for me along those lines. Let, let's get to Priest. Uh, Priest is up next here on Warriors Wrap Up. Hey, Priest. Hey, thanks for taking my call, fellas. Hey, listen, you know, not that the officials have anything against the Warriors, but the, the officials don't like Draymond, and they will bait him. At some point, Draymond's an extremely smart, high IQ player. And I know that they, the, 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 that the coaches have told this, on, told him this on several occasions. They're baiting you, but he bites at the worst possible time sometimes. And at some point, he's got to understand it's a fight he can't win. Don't fight battles you have no chance of winning. Give yourself a chance to survive. Bait them. Play the game. Play chess. You you can he can do that mentally with them, and tonight was just you know a brain fart. He let them play him because those calls were obvious calls that should have been made in the Warriors' favor. They didn't make them. Draymond was getting irritated, and they knew if he blew up, they were gonna slap him out of the game. I, I've watched them do it to him on several occasions. At some point, and I know you guys can't comment on this, can't acknowledge no, I, it, but I'm just- I actually agree with you, Priest. I, I, I will, I'll say it. I agree with you, but he's, but you, you're making the other point. He's got to, he's got to know it's coming and not take the bait. Right. He's got to stop taking it because he, you know, he just loses control of his emotions and he, and he just steps in it. And yeah. Steve Kerr's tired of it because he knows better. They've talked this over too many times for him to make a mistake like tonight. So Thanks, you know, Priest. I'm not worried about it. As I told you guys before, I'm, I'm playing the long game. I'm not worried about this year. I'm waiting until October 15th. But uh, I'm enjoying every minute. Take care, guys. All right, great call from Priest. Like, I, I have no problem saying it. I guess the extension of it, and, and I agree with Priest the second part too. If, if that's what you think is going on there, you still got to hold yourself up and not – if you think you're getting baited, it doesn't matter because they hold all the cards. Like, so at some point, you, you have to either suck it up and, and not lose your cool or you're going to continue to get run. I mean, I'll admit it. I'm I'm the kind of person that I got a temper, and you know what? Sometimes people try to use that against me, and you know what? There's times where I slip up, and it's my fault if I slip up, you know, right. in the wrong situation, and it becomes kind of a catastrophic circumstance, like it did tonight. That's on me. You got to own it, even if you know it's coming, and even if you think you know that that people are really trying to get your goat. Right, and I, I mean, I you know, we're we're cut from the same cloth, JD, and your response there and your perspective on it comes with experience, right? Same with me. Like you've been, you've, you've learned the hard way, a lot of things. And I think what gets frustrating for Warriors fans is Draymond knows all this stuff too, but yet for some reason, 
either he doesn't feel like he needs to uh, abide by his past lessons, learn from them, whatever it is, or he just refuses to to change and take ownership of it and kind of grow out of it. Because, I mean, let's face it, man, it's schoolyard stuff. And, oh, I don't like the officials. It's just I don't like the rules, you know. I don't I don't want to play, you know, I, I want to play by my own rules. And it doesn't work like that. You don't have to. I think the speed limit should be 85 for a driver like me because I can bob and weave in traffic. But you know what? I still get speeding tickets when I'm going too fast because them's the rules. I don't like it, but I got to play by them. If I don't, I get tickets. Draymond might not like the rules. The rules might be silly and archaic, and you know the refs might be oversensitive, but we already know that on the front end. So I think all players know that. It's the ones that understand that and don't let that get them down and, and fall into their trap. That's those are the guys that get by. The guys that do, Draymond being uh, you know really near the top of that list, he's not going to get the benefit of the doubt from an official. He's like airing the dude out and cussing him. Yeah, and, and they're waiting, and they're, they're and that's the thing. They're waiting for it, and and he gives them exactly what they're looking for. You know, in that moment, uh, and and look. It, I think a couple of those calls were bad. I don't think the Hornets should have been awarded the timeout. It happens. You 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 can't lose your mind to the point where you get a technical foul that allows them to tie the game in that situation. You just can't do it. And I think at times right. Draymond thinks of it as, well, damn it, uh, I don't care. <laughs> like I think you know, d- like damn it, I'm going to make this right. point that I'm being wronged, and and I don't care if it winds up being like, oh, oh he's going to run me in that situation almost like daring him to. And you know what? Yeah. You know what? You could make a case whether that's right or wrong given the situation, and it doesn't happen often. But when you're a dude that has a reputation of that, they're going to be less apt to only give you one tech or or walk away and not give you any techs. Right. Well, and I think, too, the second tech for me, the first tech's bad enough, but the second tech, that's that's inexcusable. I mean – because you already know you've been teed up, but yet you still won't stop. That to me is like you cross the threshold into like, I mean, it's almost like blind rage and you, you feel totally justified in, in having your little rant. But you have to know at this point when you do things like that, you're crushing your team. And we're not talking about, you know, arguing over a jump ball in the third quarter of a, you know, a five point game. This literally was the difference between winning and losing the game. You had the lead at the moment. Like, worst case scenario, they're down two with the rock. Like, you could still get out of there with a win. You can't do that. It's unacceptable. And and look, here's the other thing. All we hear is, you know, about the, the leadership angles and, you know, how he's, he's mentoring James Wiseman. And I'm sure there's, there's been a very positive impact on his career. But how can a, a youngster like James Wiseman be sitting there and thinking, Oh, wait, this dude doesn't practice what he preaches. There's a lot of things in this world, J.D., that I don't appreciate. Probably at the top of the list is hypocrisy. Like, to me, practice what you preach. And if you're telling James Wiseman about this and that and how you're going to succeed at the NBA level, man, if you're walking, if you're talking that talk, you better be walking that walk. How's James Wiseman supposed to take what Draymond Green says serious about commitment and, you know, this is the same guy airing out Kevin Durant about his business and his commitment to the team, but yet – He's willing to just take a couple of selfish technicals that cost a team a game. Why? Because he wants to feel better about himself? Miss me with that. All right, Will in San Francisco's up next here on, on Warriors Wrap-Up. we got a lot of people that still want to talk. We're going to keep this thing rolling as long as the people want to talk tonight. Uh, it, it's Warriors fans' opportunity to, to be heard, and we want to do that for you here on 95.7 The Game. Will, you're next. Hey, what's up, fellas? Uh, I want to be very clear when I say this. No one has been more important to the culture of the Warriors in terms of building it, being the leader, 
Teague, you know, the guy you come to with post-game interviews and Draymond Green. But what we saw tonight was completely unacceptable. And this has been, unfortunately, a recurring act. You know, going back to his fight with KD, 2016 playoffs, he gets suspended. That probably costs the finals. Uh, he's gotten into you know, some tussles with Kerr before, too. Um, I, I think we have to get to a point where we might have to suspend this man for the next game because of what he committed tonight. Because very few times in your fandom is one player solely responsible for a loss. You know, for my Niners fans out there, Kyle Williams comes to mind in the NFC Championship game 2011 when he fumbled those two punts. I mean, it wasn't even a foul that Draymond had on the floor. It was a timeout, correct? That Gordon yes. Hayward called. Am I being correct in that? It was not We're called a foul. It was, it was timeout. Yes, correct. So we still have a possession. We're still up by two. Our defense was playing great all night. I trust them to make the stop. But when your defensive leader and your vocal leader pull that kind of crap where you just go out on double technicals, and by the way, Draymond might be my favorite warrior of all time, but that is just the most unacceptable thing to happen during a game, and I think realistically we've got to think about suspending him for the Knicks on Tuesday. Thanks, Will. Appreciate the call. Uh, 888-957-9570. I, I just I, I don't see that happening. I think the bed's already been made with that thing. Yeah. You, you take the good with the bad, and at this point you take a couple days off and you move forward and you just try to keep bouncing back because the Warriors did put forth a hell of an effort without Steph Curry on the second night of a back-to-back and, and had a great opportunity to win this game. To me, cooler heads prevail and you don't want this thing lingering. Like, you don't want it to be a conversation Tuesday. Uh, you know, Monday because Draymond's going to get suspended, and then Tuesday because he got suspended, and then Wednesday because he came back from suspension. Like, you don't – like, to me, that's not even worth it at this point in time. You, you take a couple days, you clear your head, you're 16 and 15, cooler heads prevail, and that cat was out of the bag five years ago. Yeah, agreed, 100%. Uh, let's hear from from uh, Steve Kerr uh, on the key points of, of this ball game. Uh, again, we still have some time for some phone calls if you want to jump in at eight 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 nine five seven nine five seven zero. But let's run through some post game sound. Uh, here's Coach Kerr, plain and simple, uh, on the final seconds. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot to unwind, um, but if you just want to cut to the chase, it's a very difficult uh, call on a loose ball that becomes a jump ball that you know they get a timeout on especially because in the exact same situation i was trying to call a timeout when brad had the ball at the top of the key when they forced the jump ball just prior to that so given that the exact same thing happened back to back only we actually had possession of the ball when when i tried to call timeout uh and then watching the replay after the game it's a loose ball you know the the ball's the ball is actually bouncing on the floor draymond dives after it in my estimation, should be another jump ball. Um, as for the uh, technicals, uh, Draymond can't do that. He knows that. He made a terrible mistake uh, getting teed up and giving them the chance to shoot two free throws and tie the game. So there you have it. And, and I agree with Steve Kerr's assessment of the, the previous plays as far as, like, I don't think Hayward had possession. And I do think you know, there was maybe a window where, there could have been a timeout on the Wanamaker play after the officials didn't call the foul before it was called a jump ball. Now, I couldn't see Steve Kerr, uh, but if he says he was calling a timeout uh, and didn't get the timeout call, I'm going to take him at his word sure. on that one. 
So all of that I, I agree with. It's unfortunate. Warriors have to deal with it. But the key point there is the take on Draymond. Yeah, I mean, that's it. And, and yeah, I, I think, too, on the, the jump ball, uh, you know, Hayward, uh, I, I think the refs thought Hayward had it. And then he kind of bobbled it again, right? But I think they had already technically awarded the timeout. That's why it was so surprising. You're like, wait, what? Like, Draymond's fighting with Hayward. Like, Draymond leaped onto the ground because it was a loose ball, right? I mean, he saw it. We all saw it playing his day. But I think the refs, because there was that moment, J.D., where, like, he had it, right? And then he kind of started going down, and then he kind of bobbled it. It's kind of like, you know, in the NFL, what's a catch, right? And, you know, it, it was, did he actually have possession? And Draymond, to his credit, pounced on it because he knew that it, he didn't have total control control the ball. So, I, again, I uh, I understand why Steve Kerr was a little confused by that, and I also understand why Draymond Green was pissed off about it. There's a difference, though, between being pissed off about something and, and losing your mind, and, well, we saw the latter. All right, let's hear more from Steve Kerr on the communication that goes on uh, between he and Draymond Green in a situation like what happened tonight. As his coach, it's my job to to communicate with him and with the team. So that's what uh, what we've done, and that's what we will continue to do. But uh, he crossed the line. That's the main thing. You know, we, we love his passion and his energy, and you know, we would not be the team we are without him. But that doesn't give him license to cross that line, and he knows that. Again, unequivocally, straight to the point, always appropriate. Uh, you know, Steve Kerr, bottom line, point blank, cross the line can't happen yeah he's right and and I you know I appreciate that he's not caping up for him by any stretch and look I think too like like a lot of people myself included JD there's times you know in my life you know plenty of times where you lose your temper you know you do something totally selfish that may you know hurt somebody else not physically but you know your your behavior affects somebody else in a very negative way in, in this instance his behavior affected the team in a very negative way I'm sure Draymond was remorseful very quickly once he cooled off a bit in that locker room and he realized, oh, man, I probably just cost us a win. Again, it doesn't excuse it, but what else can you do there? That's the cost of doing business with Draymond Green on your basketball team. So you you, you take it, you you know, hopefully apologizes from it, let him use it as motivation going forward, and I totally agree with you, man. The sooner you can compartmentalize this and turn the page, the better, because you don't want this thing lingering around. Draymond Green is your is your guy, man. He's your center. Um, you're committed to him for the next several years, so I think he's handling it right. He's calling him out appropriately, but at the same time, he's not he's not trying to blast him. You know, he's he's also talking about the passion and all that, like because he understands he he still needs the guy. All right, the NBA uh, has released the official pool report. Uh, anytime there's questions about officiating and calls late in games, there can be a designated pool reporter from the site. Uh, that's on hand that can go in and ask some questions of uh, the the crew chief, basically. And that was conducted uh, by Rick Bunnell, uh, your buddy Rick Bunnell, who joined you guys from the Charlotte Observer. He, busy, busy day for Rick Bunnell. Right. Uh, he caught up with uh, Mark Davis uh, following the game. Uh, and I'm just going to read it's a transcript. Uh, the question, uh, can you describe why Draymond Green was ejected? Mark Davis says, his first technical foul was assessed when he directed profanity at his opponent. He was assessed his first technical foul for verbally taunting an opponent. He then proceeded to direct screaming profanity at a game official and received his second technical foul and was ejected per 
rule. So some new information there from Mark Davis. Just That's the first back and forth. I'll read the rest of it. But the first, uh, I, I didn't see that part of it, but it's one tech for taunting an opponent. Uh, and then what, what, what am I missing there? I mean, did, did you catch what that would mean? No, I mean, I think he was just upset that they I – mean, I think the, uh, you know, the players on Charlotte were pleased as punch that they got the timeout called and they were lobbying that, hey, he had possession. So I think Draymond probably took exception to that. You know, and I, again, I'm just speculating here, but this is just based on the body language and the way it played out. You know, he's probably thinking UMFers didn't secure that rebound. And, you know, so he's, he's addressing hostility at the Charlotte Hornets at that point. So, um, again, like – Probably not the best time to do that, and, and certainly you can be frustrated, but there's a way to handle things. The other nine guys, or, you know, certainly the other four Warriors on the floor handled it with a little more decorum. And, I, you know, I don't mind passion, but we all know where the line is. And then once he got teed up by the refs, he probably thought, wait, what the hell? You're going to tee me up for that? Well, now I got a few choice words for you, Mr. Mr. Official, hence technical number two, and we'll see you later. All right, two more uh, back and forths here. The second question, the original tie-up with Wanamaker, what happened there? That was the question, and Mark Davis, the official, says, quote, LaMelo ties Brad up prior to Kerr requesting the timeout. The postgame video confirmed this decision as correctly judged. So the officials obviously can go in and look at their calls and very quickly determine whether they punted a call or not. <laughs> uh, and so Mark Davis doubling down, saying that the postgame video uh, agrees with what was called on the floor that, that LaMelo Ball tied up Wanamaker before Kerr called the timeout. So then it goes back to, okay, well, why wasn't there a foul called, I think. Now, that was not addressed in this pool report, but I think it's open for, for discussion. The third part of this, uh, and the third question from Rick Bonnell, uh, when Charlotte was awarded a timeout prior to Draymond's ejection, why was Charlotte awarded a timeout as it appeared there may have still been some battle for possession of the ball? So that's uh, on that play. He's, Mark Davis says P.J. Washington requested the timeout, and Hayward had clear and sole possession of the ball. As per rule, Charlotte was granted the timeout. He goes on to add again here, post-game video review confirms this decision. Now, the NBA will release a last two-minute report tomorrow where they will critique all of these calls in the close game in the final two minutes, and the league itself will be the the judge and the jury. Now, it's obviously not going to flip a game or anything like that, uh, but uh, Mark Davis pretty confident in his crew and the way they handled things uh, on a couple of those instances. Fair enough. Uh, I, I basically agreed with everything he said, you know, and I'm assuming that the Kerr stuff will check out, right, on the video. Uh, but yeah, you'd I, think. I, yeah, but we didn't see that. What I saw with my own eyes was Gordon Hayward lose – lose the handle on a ball and Draymond Green pounced on it uh, and, and that ball still, should have still been live. Like, I, I totally disagree with that take. Yeah, so uh, we'll see what the uh, last two-minute report, look for that usually sometime uh, in the afternoon, anywhere between maybe noon and about 2 o'clock typically uh, on the day following games. The league will release that. Uh, and, and so it'll be fun to check out and obviously something I'm sure we'll be talking about on Monday uh, on the final word uh, as there's going to be a couple of days uh, off for the Warriors between now and their next game. I, I do want to get to a little bit more sound here uh, before we close things out. Uh, and I do want to get Steve Kerr on what was going on with Stephen Curry, obviously unable to play. Yeah. Here's what Coach Kerr said about the late scratch. Yeah, he's going through his uh, usual warm-up routine. He just uh, did not feel well at all. And um, 
So he came back in, saw the Charlotte team doctor, went out, tried to tried to warm up and just wasn't wasn't feeling good. And so we we made the decision, training staff and Steph uh, and I, we all made the decision to to not play him. So we'll see we'll see how he's doing tomorrow. So yeah, there you go. Kind of an odd situation. The Warriors never going to risk it, obviously, with the franchise. Uh, and you know, you just hope he's he's feeling better. I know, you know, we've just kind of our, our own two eyes. We've said, you know, Steph looks a little tired. He's been right. carrying a lot of the weight lately. I mean, this could just be a natural thing, man. You go home and it's you know, I, I, emotional probably a little bit. You're a little wound up. You're excited to play in that building, even. Uh, even without uh, you know, people there, and and maybe you know he just just wasn't feeling well. It is not COVID related at, at this point, though. That that's been made clear in a number of different ways. No health and safety protocol issues. This is just Steph not feeling well. Obviously, players are tested two times a day every day uh, at this point. So if there's some kind of change there, I'm sure we're all gonna hear about it in short order. But uh, so we want to make sure we point that out. But yeah, Steph just not feeling well. Yeah, it sucks. I mean, you hope, hey, first of all, uh, get well soon, Steph. Um, you know, they, they need this guy. But, yeah, I think it all kind of adds up. I mean, we've seen Steph just maybe, you know, looking a little worn down and through no fault of his own, dude's been playing his ass off. So, um, you know, I, I would have rather it would have been nice if he would have just been able to just stay, you know, away from the arena today, right? And, you know, but I know he wanted to gut it out and play. Obviously, Steph's a gamer. We know that. We know how much this game, all games mean to him, but it's particularly a game like this in Charlotte, Warriors coming off a tough loss. So, clearly, that was the right move. If Steph thought it was the right move, it was the the right move uh and heck man the Warriors almost got it got it done even without him tonight came up just a little short but hopefully Steph will be okay for the game on uh Tuesday night you're listening to 95.7 the game KGMZ FM at HD1 San Francisco a radio.com sports station we're rolling on here uh, for just a couple of more minutes Warriors wrap up with JD and Covey tough one for the dubs 102-100 is the final as the Hornets beat Golden State the uh, Terry Rozier buzzer beater in this one as the Warriors get outscored 21-9 uh, in the final 444 of this ballgame. Warriors have played exceptional defense all night long until those final uh, 444 when they let uh, scary Terry uh, get rolling. And, and he, he went for the final 10, including a couple of just incredible makes. And then the two, uh, obviously, uh, you know, unfortunate technical free throws uh, – based on Draymond Green getting himself ejected. Uh, a lot of conversation about what was said in the locker room. I know Steve Kerr declined to talk about specifically the conversation that he had with Draymond Green or would have with Draymond Green. Uh, Eric Paschal, though, uh, did meet with the media, and, and here's what Eric Paschal uh, said that Draymond said to the team in the locker room. He said it was his fault, and he took ownership uh, as he – as he always does as a leader. Again, we, we still rocking with Dre, no matter what. Great dude, competitor. So it's all good. I mean, shit happens in the NBA. We're just going to learn from it, try to come back again, try to win the next one. All right, so uh, – and, and there was some – a uh, question there. I know Connor Letourneau had quoted that. I know we have the audio, so I wanted to roll the audio. Uh, Connor had quoted that uh, and, you know, saying that the loss was his fault. I, let's play the first part of that. Well, he paraphrased that part, but let, I want to hear that first part again that Eric Paschal said. So if we can re-roll that, uh, Sterling, that would be great. He said it was his fault. And, okay. And that's, he took ownership. Uh, so there you go. I mean, he – 
So Pascal did say that Draymond said it was his fault. Eric Pascal then quote tweeted uh, Connor Letourneau and what he said, and Eric Pascal said, "I never said that he said the loss was his fault." So right. well, because he never said the words "the loss," and I think it was some semantics there. That that clearly that's what was implied. Sure. Um, but Connor technically misquoted him. I think that's just Pascal, um, you know, not wanting anybody to misquote anything that he says, and because we can only infer what what we like based on what he said, right? And he just said Draymond said it was his fault. He didn't say specifically the loss was his fault. I think maybe that's Pascal's way of saying, look, we lose as a team or we win as a team. Um, well, so. What was his fault then? Like getting the technicals? Okay, fair enough. Um, but I think that was a little bit of semantics there by Pascal. I mean, he's right, but you know, come on, we know what he's talking about. Well, and it's and it's worth pointing out. I mean, it's worth because that's something that can be misconstrued and, and and lead to you know some maybe you know discussions that are a little bit off the mark. So I I think it's always fair, and I appreciate you for alerting me to that. I knew we had the the actual sound, so it was going to be worth. Uh, obviously playing here. Uh, one more cut uh, from Damian Lee, specifically as it pertains to Draymond, as, as he met with the media uh, following this one. Uh, Damian Lee made it pretty clear that that uh, he's got no issue with Draymond Green. At the end of the day, Draymond's, you know, one of my vets. He's a leader. And I'll continue to, you know, look at him or look towards him for leadership. He's been in this league long enough, and he's a professional. He knows, you know, what's right, what's wrong, and it doesn't matter day in and day out. I'm always, I'm always gonna ride with Day Day. So, you know, throughout the good, throughout the bad, I'm always, I'm always gonna ride with Draymond, and uh, you know, go from there. I mean, it doesn't matter if I'm a warrior or not a warrior. That's my guy. That's one of my vets, and I'm always gonna ride with Day Day. So there's two players now that we've heard from, two players riding with Draymond Green, as you would expect, right? Yeah, what, else, what are they going to say? You know, yeah, Draymond screwed us, man. I'm, I've had it with that guy. Like, Damian Lee, you know, God God love Damian Lee, but, you know, he, he, could, be, he could be working at Walmart, you know, in, in two years, right? I mean, look, I'm not trying to besmirch Damian Lee. My point is, like – Draymond Green is, you know, one of the elder statesmen on this team. He's making a ton of money. He's got a ton of influence. I mean, look, it's one of those things, too, where if you pay attention to the league and you know Draymond Green's history, clearly the Warriors front office and the Warriors brass, the decision makers uh, for the Golden State Warriors, have decided that they'll live with Draymond Green doing this kind of stuff because they gave him $100 million, okay? So if you're Damian Lee, you're... You, that's that's not your business to, to speak on. Like, even if you feel some kind of way about him, you're certainly not going to say anything about it in a public forum. I mean, that's never going to happen. Yeah, and I, I still think it's also, look, the, these guys know what Draymond brings to the table because they live it and see it every single day. And, yes, the dude can lose his cool, but he also is – you know he he's the heart and soul he's the he's the engine I, I think a lot of the time for this team and, and also a lot of the brains for this team as well I mean he is one of the most intelligent basketball players going in the NBA so uh, it, it just from time to time uh, the the temper obviously with the officials can get the best of them uh, and the temper in general can get the best of them and that's uh, obviously caused some problems. Uh, to varying degrees uh, over the course uh, of his career. So rough one for the Warriors. Uh, They'll try to bounce back on Tuesday in New York. Uh, Off day tomorrow, they're staying over in Charlotte. 
uh, and then they'll uh, travel and take on the Knicks uh, after a practice on Monday. They'll take on the Knicks Tuesday, then Indiana on Wednesday. Uh, that's going to do it for us, man. Appreciate uh, appreciate you. I know it was a long day, Covey, uh, for both of us. Yeah, no doubt, <laughs> We brother. got it rolling. Nine o'clock, uh, but uh, sometimes the people need to be heard. We want to make sure we give everybody full context uh, of everything, and I really think we hit uh, every possible angle we could in terms of letting the fans vent uh, and making sure we hear from the head coach and the players as well, uh, and even the officials via that pool report <laughs> before we get out of here tonight. Absolutely, man. All sides were heard from. Uh, the only thing we're, I'm interested, J.D., in is finding the truth around here, right? And um, a tough way for the Dubs to lose. Back at it. You're still a game over 500. Got to learn from this. And I think, you know, there's a first half of the season and a second half of the season. Hopefully some of these mistakes and some of these things that are costing them games in the first half will be buttoned up by the second half. And this team still has everything to play for. Uh, they showed resolve tonight, J.D., based on the way things ended in Orlando last night. Obviously it came apart at the end. But I'm still uh, overall proud of the, of the performance tonight for, what, uh, 47 and minutes and 48 seconds, whatever it was. So, look, this team still – has a, has a ways to go as a group, but they're they're a good basketball team. They're not a great team, but they're a good basketball team, and, and hopefully they're going to uh, smooth some of these edges out. And I, I think regardless, it's never dull, my friend. Uh, good stuff, my man. We're back with the final word. Full four-hour show on Monday. Uh, so looking forward to that as well. Enjoy the off day tomorrow, brother. You too, bro. and, uh, we'll be back at it on Monday. Uh, thanks to everybody uh, today. Sterling, we appreciate uh, his help. Arden, Sam, great job uh, from yeah. the weekend crew, putting in a lot of long hours today as well, uh, getting it done uh, for Ryan Covey. I'm John Dickinson. We'll talk to you on Monday on the final word, Tuesday for Warriors Live, as the Warriors will take on the Knicks. Hornets, they get the better of the dubs tonight. 102-100, and you heard it all right here on your home for Warriors basketball, 95-7 the game. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. 